This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Welcome to Unlocking Astrology with the key master, Mr. Samuel Reynolds. And I am, with trepidation, going to be um, <laughs> delving into the occult, into the dark side of things. We're going to be talking today about demons and Satan. Oh. Satan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we're going to pick up where we left off because I talked about demons. I talked about the idea of genius which when I talk about genius, we have to talk about the origin of that concept comes from the idea of the daemonic or the daemon um, from Greek thought. And, and it's older than that because it's found in multiple older cultures from Egypt, you know, in Africa to also Babylon, what we also know as Samaria. And- For a second, because, you know, we, we all, We've been raised, and I'm, it's a big collective we. When I say we, most Black Americans are now colonized uh, places throughout Africa that have English foundations or Christian or Catholic foundations. Uh, to fear hell, demons, the, the battle, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle, wrestle with the dark forces and the principalities and demons. You know, there's the archangels are fighting demons. Jesus comes and cast out demons. So there are lower Beelzebub and there's Mephistopheles. I know them all. Why do I know them all? Because I've been raised to, to run away from evil, Sam. So when we talk about demons and, the, you know, and there's also this notion of like conjuring the demons or calling them, like, you know, we have command over them. So I always rebuke something in the name of Jesus. I'm always doing that because I can, I have the power to do that. But what is it all? And take us back, all the way back. When, when did the first demons show up? Is it in the Christian Bible or were there demons before Christianity? Well, there's demons before Christianity. Um, there's demons before Judaism, before the Abrahamic religions. And like I mentioned, you know, that takes us back even to um, Egypt, but stronger as the thread that wins its way through Christianity and Judaism from Babylon. And so for instance, there was, um, there was a particular kind of you know, statue entity that was used to ward off demons called the Lamassu. And the Lamassu from Samaria had four parts to it, which may sound immediately familiar to you. It had a man's head, it had wings like an eagle, and it had hooves like a calf, mm -hmm. and it had a body like a lion, right? So the four- Is that in Daniel or yeah. Revelations? Yes. Well, it's in Revelation, it's in, in Ezekiel, you know, they appear in Ezekiel's wheel, right? So these are the holy animals that, you know, the seraphim that are also seen at the throne of God, you know, saying, holy, holy. Um, and those holy animals um, really kind of come from that. And again, the legacy of warding off demons, you know, or dark forces or evil forces, that is what we have been able to find in Babylon. And of course, that becomes important because Jews, when they were, you know, conquered by the Babylonians, went into exile <clears throat> for 300, 400 years. And a large portion of what we now call the Old Testament comes from the time where 
oral traditions became crystallized as written down from that time, right? It wasn't something that happened before that or was clearly known. So many of the mythologies and the ideas that come into the Bible, including from even the first book, Genesis, which I'll get to in a second, they come from, you know, having been immersed in, you know, Babylonian culture, even the idea of the Shabbat, you know, the idea of where we have a Sabbath, where we rest, you know, every week um, comes from where the Babylonians had an observation or an observance where between phases of the moon, principally the four phases of the moon, they didn't do jack. So between, we're at a new moon today, right? On Friday the ninth. So that day um, before or day after, you didn't do anything, right? Because it's in a, you know, a transition phase in terms of the balsamic phase, let's say. And then as you go toward the first quarter, again, another time. So that's something that's directly as a Shabbat, as a, as a resting point, that's from the, you know, in the Abrahamic tradition, but it comes from Babylon. So, so there's you, a lot of different things. Are you saying that even, you know, God, or they say it came because God rested on the seventh day, but you're saying that that rest was brought over much the way the virgin birth was brought over much the way. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, virgin birth. Many things, these things are the incorporation of much older myths. And traditions. So, so if it's a myth, hmm. Hmm. go on. No, I'm just, I just. Well, if it's a myth, I do want to say, because I, I also have a message for those who are devout. Um, I've been thinking about this all week too. Um, but I want to just finish kind of the, the, the lesson related to the, the arc. And then I'll get into it. Let's say with Genesis. So anyone who's a careful reader of Genesis will notice that there's a discrepancy between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. So you may think, what's the discrepancy? Well, the completion of Genesis 1 is that man and woman were created. We get to Genesis 2, they're not. There's, there's, we have the creation of Adam and then we have Eve. You got so, that rib thing. Right. So what's the man and woman in, in Genesis 1? Well, the Jews according to Talmudic lore, have an interesting way of phrasing that. And they say that the first woman was not Eve. The first man was Adam, but was not Eve. Who was it? It was Lilith, which also comes from the Sumerian goddess, who was also known as kind of the, a principal goddess and then eventually became a goddess <clears throat> who birthed demons. And Lilith was the first woman. Now, what's interesting about that, again, related to some aspects of, of the lore, is that Lilith insisted that she was on par because she was co-created and created at the same time with Adam. So in one particular instance, when she wanted to be on top during the act of procreation sex, right? Um, Adam is like, no, 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 that's not how it should be. You get on the bottom. And then supposedly God also kind of co-signed on this. And Lilith was like, bump this. I'm out. And she sprouted wings and flew out of the Garden of Eden. She just left. And that was it. <clears throat> and then Adam was alone. And then that's when God, according to, to the story, created Eve. Now, the thing that's significant about that is that according also to lore, Lilith married Satan or Iblis and became the queen of demons, but specifically also birthing 
um, what may be familiar in our tradition, the succubi, but not by that word. When I grew up, it was like the witch riding you when you can't breathe. <laughs> you know, in the middle of the night, you wake up and you can't speak. That's supposedly the succubi uh, riding you. Succubi for a man, incubi for a woman, right? So the opposite. Huh? I think it's the opposite. I think it's incubus is a man. Well, succubus riding a man. Oh, right. right. Succubus is the feminine. Right. The incubus, okay. yes. I don't know why right. I read these, these books when I was 12. But no, I you're right. No, you're right. But I was saying succubus related to, you know, riding a man. So I would have a succubus. If right. you would, you would have an incubus. Right. Right. So that's correct. Anyway, going back, um, then I'll finish up with Lucifer. Um, you know, one of the things that people have to understand is it's, it's good to study the Bible. And I'm going to talk about why I think it's good to study the Bible. And for those who are Christians, I'll just say this as a, as a precursor, as a spoiler alert. You do not necessarily have to leave your religion, okay? To study astrology, you do not have to leave your religion. One of the things I would say, if I had to go back to myself, you know, at 12 or, or no, I left the ministry when I was 19, um, I might interject if I could and say like, you don't have to fully leave. There's a way in which you can make peace with this. And, and I like to talk about that because I think a lot of people are at war with themselves when they start studying the Bible and start studying the history of the Bible. And when you study the history of ideas and things that are in the Bible, it brings up questions. Now I started early, it sounds like you started early as well, but both. So for instance, I was always puzzled by Lucifer. Lucifer made no sense to me. Like, why would an angel just jump up one day and say, like, I will be like the most high? Like, but why? Like, what got in that angel's mind? You know, and then when I learned that in the Bible, when they're talking about Lucifer, they're actually talking about Venus appearing as a morning star. That's literally what the ancient name meant. But even in the Bible, they're not literally talking about Satan. They're talking about a king, an earthly king. So I think that's also important for people to recognize. We kind of say like, his name is Lucifer. That was not his name. Even according to the Bible, there's two particular names that are kicked about for Lucifer, Azazel or Azazel, depending on the, which tra tradition you want to use, or Samuel, which is interesting because you look at a show, TV show like Lucifer, and they use it, Samuel, you know, Samuel. So it's there. But I think the key thing is the difference in the Abrahamic tradition where he's supposedly an angel, a being who, is, who also has free will. Um, is there a difference in Islam where angels do not have free will and so thus can't fall? They're actually, Iblis or Satan belongs to a different class of beings which are called the jinn. Now, I do believe the jinn are parallel to the Greek idea of demons. So I think there's some way in which there's a, even maybe it's even related long ago in terms of the Proto-Indo-European aspect of genius, gin, genius, you know, those sound like genie. Those are pretty much very similar. So I think there's definitely a correlation there. Um, what becomes most important in understanding about this is that I told you last week, there's different classes of daemon. So the lowest class might be what we're talking about as the demonic, what Christians know. Now, the thing to understand about the New Testament, 
we're, we're informed by all this and we hear Paul talking about principalities and different aspects of it, that's because Solus Paulus of Tarsus studied Greek thought as well. He wasn't just someone well-tutored in Hebraic thought. He actually was more tutored in Greek thought. So he drew on some of the ideas that were very prevalent in Greece and married them or Greek notions of, of, of things, because it wasn't just about Greece, it could be also in Judea. There was a whole level of assimilated Jews, even in Judea, who took on the trappings of Romans and, and Greek culture. Um, same thing in Alexandria. So Paul was much like that. And anyone who wants to check it with their Bible will know that in the book of Acts, Paul was called to Jerusalem by Peter and the council of people who actually knew Jesus Say, like, what are you teaching Gentiles? Like, what's going on? Like, what is this about? You know, stop doing that. Almost like from True Detective. Stop saying odd shit, right? <laughs> so, you know, one of the things people have to be aware of if they study the history and the development, especially related to the New Testament, that Paul may have been on something else. <laughs> and Pauline theology and how he conceives of things may have been more influenced by Greek thought and a certain vision of Greek, of Greek thought. The other thing to recognize is that, you know, in terms of the compendium of the Bible, it comes from the Council of Nicaea, pretty much from the fourth century. So one of the things to recognize is that there are things that were altered related to the Bible. I'm not going to say like the Bible completely was tampered with, although one can make that argument. Um, and if you want proof of that, just take yourself to a Roman Catholic church, get a Bible there, which is going to be the Latin Vulgate, look through the books, and many of those books will not be in the King James Version at all. So why? Why would the oldest church have a, you know, a list of books that's not in your King James Bible? And between the two of them, just the Latin Vulgate and let's say just the King James Version, why isn't the Gospel of Thomas in there? or other what are called Gnostic Gospels. So when I say this, this again is not to usurp people's faith and say like, well, you know, just let Jesus go. That's not what I'm about at all. I mean, one thing I think has been the thread when I talk about astrology, I think it's a way of to expand your faith or build your faith, especially in moments when you don't have it, right? In terms where you don't, you want to know what's kind of going on. What is God's plan? What's the better understanding? Where should I move? These thing, kind of things that are not clear that you just can't get from a generalized scripture. Like no one's going to talk to you about, you know, whether Belize is a place where you might need to go. Okay. So I think the key thing about why I think people should stay some dimension of their faith. One, I think it's a piss poor reason to leave your religion because of people. And that's one of the, the key things that people often will say. Like I left because the church is full of a bunch of hypocrites. They're all human. Now you can go to a, a different church where you relate better to people. That's fine. But kind of going with the standard, like they should be Christians. That's parallel. You know, it, and it, I might put it differently, grow up. You know, people are going to be people, whether you're working with them or whether you're living with them. Um, so I think that's something to understand. And that was a mistake. That was the first slippery slope I slid on in losing my faith because I was watching people and I'm like, they should be more mature and, you know, indoctrinated in Christ. They were people. The second thing I might say 
going back to the word that you kind of paused on, myth. That doesn't mean it's untrue completely. Myth is telling a story that has a greater meaning or a broader meaning, a more human and humane meaning than just whether it happened in history, right? America loves its myth. We had our Declaration of Independence and we were free. Yeah, some of us, right? But that's a myth of America we draw on in terms of what brings us together. And so the myth of Jesus, whether you want to look at it, you know, literally, which may be a different argument. Um, it may be that the historical Jesus was mainly just a zealot and someone who really advocated for the overthrow of Rome, um, which one particular author, Reza Aslan, um, who is a, you know, a writer of religion and professor of religion has kind of expounded on. Or if you want to take it at he's your savior, but if, he, if you take him as your savior, then resonate with that from an internal place, not just because like I saw it in the scripture. The scripture has to confirm what you know as your experience, not just what your grandma said. And a lot of black people, you're following your religion because your grandma, your grandpa, your father, your mother brought you into that religion. It's not yours. So make it yours, study it, know it, live it. And the root of it in terms of believing it is more in terms of I think better behavior and making you a better human. If you're praying and reading the Bible and you still suck human being, something's wrong. And you're doing it wrong. It's all wrong. There's no sense you saying you believe in the scripture and you look at the word of God as coming from the mouth of God. And then you're not living what God says, loving your neighbor, being patient, all these particular things. So I think the quality of faith is much more than its literalism. And that's what traps people up, is the literalism. You don't have to have a life that's conditioned by literalism. So when we talk about these particular things related to demons, you know, if someone were to ask me, do you believe there's literally a, a, a devil? I'll be honest, no, I don't, but I believe in evil, right? I believe that evil exists. And I think, you know, in our younger periods of civilization, it might have been hard to talk about the broader idea of a concept like evil without something related to a person or being. Because I also can argue, I don't necessarily believe in God as a being, right? I believe God as more the spirit or more the motivating aspect of everything that's in our cosmos, the living aspect of it. I won't even say force because that reduces it, you know, in terms of the intelligence. It's also the mystery for all the things I don't know. And I can't even begin to describe. He's ineffable. She's ineffable. They are ineffable. So when we kind of try to pigeonhole God as Allah, as Jehovah, as all these things, that's also wading into liberalism. I'm sorry. What? What? What is that? That's Prince. That was Prince. Oh, okay. That's my was... ringtone. All right, the ringtone is Prince. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> and he, speaking of conundrums, he was a devout Jehovah's Witness, right? So, who who had a record? I was just talking to somebody that you could play backwards, and and it was scary as freak because I used to DJ in college, and you know, got got a twelve inch, and I forget which album it was. It does drive. Was it? And at the end, it was like you know, you play it backwards. Mm -hmm. 
and it's like the Lord yeah. is coming soon. Ha 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 ha. I was like, oh, that's scary. We I went home. Because I thought he was evil. Yeah, me too. That's why Prince and Michael, I'm like, Michael's the angel. Prince is on some dark force. I can't mess with him. You still believe that? No, I oh. think they both want some dark. No, I'm just like, <laughs> no, I, you know, I think people are, people are complicated. I think Prince was working through and, and, and touching the third rail. And I think he was brilliant and imbued with, with talents that, you know, I haven't seen to this day, like the things that man could do. Um, that said, you know, to be a devout Jehovah's Witness, I all, so was Michael Jackson, right? And, and, and Serena Williams, and, you know, they were raised in that tradition. I want to tell you something. I mean, the astrology between those two, Michael and, and Prince were deeply linked, both in terms of their moment in history. I think Michael had also a certain fixation um, on Prince. I don't know if Prince actually had the, you know, reciprocity for it. And if anyone wants to take, take issue with that, just like, well, look what, what Michael named his children, right? Or named at least to his prince, right? Wow. There's a parallel between those two, both that I have found astrologically. And when Michael died, I said to a friend, I didn't make it public because I didn't need to make it public, but I said to a friend of mine, Prince won't be far long after. Like he's going to go early too because they were connected. And, um, and they, were both, they were both sons, we might put it astrologically, sons of Mercury. One was the Gemini prince, the other one was Virgo. And so they both played with that dynamic in terms of dealing with the boundaries. Yes, they were Jehovah's Witnesses. Androgyny, androgyny and all these other things. You know, there was a, there was a deep connection and they, had, they talked, right? I don't think they were friends. I mean, there are actually videos of them talking, but there are ways in which they felt is that sense of connection. Wow. You know, and I think it's interesting. They're not the only sons of Mercury that had that duality. We also had Tupac and Biggie, also sons of Gemini, both Geminis, of son of Mercury. So there's a there's a there's a dialogue that often happens between people, which is why I also got deeper into astrology that is utterly Ooh. mysterious. And that's kind of what, you know. I'm really testifying to is that what I love about astrology is it kind of fills in the blanks that we often have with the bigger books, you know, with the Quran, um, we have with the Bible, because, you know, I can read about Daniel's life, but, you know, what specifically, you know, similar lessons may be true for me that I'm dealing with. So there may be, you know, I was just talking to a particular client a few weeks ago where I said, you have to be careful um, when you're around particular women in the, you know, especially in the office, because you could get set up. Well, that's a story that's from Joseph and also for Daniel, right? But I'm talking about it specifically for him during this particular time. And he gave me confirmation. He's like, yeah, I just had a problem last year with this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And looks like I may be going toward it again. Yes. So there's ways in which God is always, and this is true in the Quran, it's also said frequently in the Bible, there's signs all around us you know, in terms of what's happening. We just don't know what the signs are. We don't know how to read them. Do you, um, there are people that are obsessed with um, the occult and trying to, we talked about this witchcraft and stuff, but you know, um, if you, I think you are what you eat, but you also are what you put your attention on. That's true. So if, 
you're drawn to something and you're reading everything you read and everything you do is in this one area, then you in many ways are calling that to your life. Do you yes. believe that? Okay. Yeah. So, so, so the obsession that folk have with the devil can be self uh, manifesting. Yes. If, if you are, all right. That's, yeah, I, I think, that. you know, a lot of people focus so much on hell and the fear of hell and the fear of the devil that they have a very shallow appreciation of God, right? Mm -hmm. They pretty much understand what the devil is about, but they don't know what their God is about. Um, and and I it's think not an opposite situation, right? It's not an equal. I think we, you know, we, they always depict, you know, Satan's on one shoulder, got, you know, angels on one shoulder, demons on another shoulder, and they're speaking and they have equality in your life. Right. And they, they, and they really don't. It's more like our misperception, you know, because even according to the scriptures, whether we're talking again about the Bible, the Quran, or we're just sticking to, and to the Torah, and to those those who practice Judaism, you know, the devil doesn't have much importance at all in Judaism, right? I mean, he is. They don't even believe in hell. No, there is no hell. They don't believe, they don't believe in an afterlife. No, you either no. There's some who do believe in someone going to Abraham's bosom or going that you return to the divine. But yeah, but yeah, you're right. So Christians really and and Muslims get more preoccupied with the devil and. And God, and the truth is, it's clear in scripture, the devil has just one goal. He is not a friend to humankind. And he wants to show up humankind as unworthy of God's love and attention. That's it. And he knows, like, I'm going into the fire, you know, according to myth. And, you know, and so he's going to do whatever he needs to do in order to make his point, knowing that his point can't even be fully fulfilled. Completely tragic character. So define evil. I think is where you have decided your, it's the divestiture of your humanity, being invested in human beings um, or even other living beings and without conscious attention to them as part of the divine, part of life itself. So like just going out and killing a rhino because you can kill a rhino. I think that's evil. Right. Um, most cultures that had to hunt, they, you know, early cultures, there's always an understanding that I am doing this because I need to eat, I need to feed my family, I need protection. And almost frequently to ask even for forgiveness. There was a belief in a living cosmos and everything around it as recognizing that sense of life. And that's true, even, you know, you're supposed to say a prayer, even as you're slitting, you know, whether in Islam, Judaism, or Christianity, you're supposed to say a prayer before you kill anything, before you eat, in appreciation and recognizing that. Evil doesn't have that sense of recognition. It can feels you, entitled. Can you see evil on a person's chart? I don't get into moralistic judgments, you know, and I can say, because my goal when I'm counseling someone, now I can get into another situation where I'm not, but when I'm counseling someone, my goal is to focus on what might be something that's a corrupted misperception of themselves or life that they can work with differently. So let's take someone, 
people often talk about as evil who will never be in my chair, which is Donald J. Trump. Okay. Now you could look at his chart, Mars um, conjoined to one of the most powerful stars in the heavens, Regulus, I've mentioned before for his ascendant. And you might say, looking at some other dynamism of his chart, this man is evil. And he does play out some evil dynamics and evil things in terms of what he, he did as president and even before, you know, in terms of what he did, he did to the Central Park Five, right? Um, now, does that mean then that he's someone who has to be evil or will stay evil? I let God judge that. That's not for me to judge that. But I would say if he were in my chair or ever in my chair or on the phone with me or Zoom, that these are some particular traits in terms of thinking about me first, right? And what he classifies as his people. Um, because he's pretty much with that Mars Leo rising, he's kind of like a tribal leader. So he recognizes more and he works more for whatever he deems as his tribe. But at no point should he be the leader of multiple tribes. Like there's no way he could have surprise uh, survived in the time of like Genghis or you know Kublai Khan right because one thing to recognize about the Mongols is that they had to bring multiple tribes some of whom hated each other together that that he couldn't he can't do that he could improve with consciousness one of the, the gifts that we have as human beings is that we can direct our consciousness even if we can't direct change through our hands, but we can direct our consciousness. You can have two people who go into prison. One can view that as a time where they can have some measure meditation and work on themselves. Another one will feel like a caged animal. Both are experiencing the same thing, but what's different is their perspectives. And his perspective is skewed. We're, we're gonna continue uh, on this path because, uh, you know, it's about freedom. So if you have questions, you know, yeah, you can follow him at SF, no. Unlock, Unlock, astrology. Astrology. Unlock astrology. And uh, also you can drop, you know, of course, questions in the comments because I see you in the comments quite frequently as well. And we'll answer some questions, but we're going to keep going on this journey because I, uh, I don't know if I, I should be, but I, I am. I appreciate. Well, then you. check in with your spirit, check in with your guides. Not, I think you wouldn't be doing it from what I know about you unless it seemed okay. And yeah. so. Um, but I understand the trepidation that you have, other people have, because I've been along the two. I've also been along the path where I'm like, nah, 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 I'm just going to keep going. You're not paying attention to that. And realize, yo, I'm, I'm at the brink. When I say the brink of the dark side, right? There is, there is that. So, so let's, talk, let's talk about how we fight it, you know, okay. and, and ways in which we do that next time. Uh, I'm always about self-defense, not self-defense. Uh, I think we need to be offensive. Protection too, yeah. Yes, offensive. All right. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. See you next week. See you next week, inshallah.